0: Hello everybody. Welcome to episode five of Lady in Black. I'm Danielle. And I'm McKenna. And as promised, we are going to be bringing it back to Montana for this episode. Um, this week, we are going to talk about the town of Phillipsburg, Montana, and most specifically the Opera House Theater. So have you been to Phillipsburg? Oh, absolutely. I go every year with my family. Really? Yeah. Have you been year. Have you been inside the theater?
1: I don't know if I've been inside the theater.
0: Damn. I was going to see if you had any experiences. No,
1: I don't think I've been inside the theater. But yeah, we we go to Phillipsburg and we time. go to the massive candy shop.
0: That's my oh, favorite part. Oh, hell yes. It's massive and they have the best candy. They have the best fudge. I know you don't like chocolate, but...
1: They have ones that aren't chocolate.
0: Oh, they do? Yeah. You see, I wouldn't even pay attention to those. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't even look at that shit. It's so good. So Phillipsburg was founded in 1866 as a trading post and mining camp. Um, It's located about 75 miles southeast of Missoula and 54 miles northwest of Butte. Uh, They'd found silver in the land around Phillipsburg, and the Hope Mill, Montana's first ever silver mill, opened shortly after. So the man that designed the Hope Smelter was named Philip, oh my god, this last name. (laughs) Oh boy, are we in for it? Can you try to pronounce that last name? Uh, that just looks like a bunch of random letters. I'm not even gonna try. His name was Philip. <laughs> 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 they named the town after him. Um, and Phillipsburg is not actually like a ghost town, really. It's considered a ghost town, but it's not at all, at all. No, I I wouldn't think so. Um, it is like there's there's shops there, like we said, the candy store. Um, there's hotels, there's actually a place where you can go and pan for sapphires and then get jewelry made from those sapphires. Yeah. I've done that. It's super fun. Yeah. So like it is, it is bustling. Oh yeah. And they have a super good brewery there too. Yeah, they do. I always forget they have a brewery. Yeah. I think it's kind of more of a seasonal town. It's still open in the winter because there's like skiing nearby. Yeah. It's definitely
1: bigger in the summer for sure. Because like you said, you can do the big sapphire money and there's one actually in the Phillipsburg and then if you go down the road there's a big mountain that they do a bunch of uh, sapphire mining at as well yep and it's bigger so yeah they have two kind of different ones yeah
0: so um the theater that we're going to be talking about um opened in 1891 and it is actually the oldest operating theater in the state of Montana wow okay Um, It was originally named the McDonald Opera House after the original owners, Angus A. McDonald, a.k.a. Red Mac, and his wife, Joanne. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They managed to get the land originally deeded to the Northern Pacific Railroad in July, um, and, like, it still operates in its original building. That's super cool. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. There have obviously been, like, adjustments made over time, but the theater itself is pretty much exactly what it was when they built it. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, so the building did also house a couple other businesses throughout um, its time. However, it was always mainly a theater. There was just certain areas of the building that were used. Um, there was the Phillipsburg Commercial Club, which was a bank, uh, Carmichael's uh, Livery Stable, and a soda bottling company. We're all inside of the building. Oh, wow. Okay. So, very diverse. Um, and a little interesting fact in the early 1900s, a painter named Edgar S. Uh, Paxson painted six backdrops for their different productions. Um, and they were kind of like passed around for a while between different theaters. And then in 1998, the backdrops returned and they still have five of the six. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. And this, like, this guy was, like, he worked as, like, a rancher, like, a ranch hand and, like, all these weird little side gigs to, like, fund his painting. And, like, his paintings now still live on in this theater. That's amazing. We should go see those. I'm down. So, in 1980, the theater was actually up for demolition. But a man named um, Andrew Crow, who was a pianist, purchased it because he did not want to see it get ripped down. um, And he sold it to its current owners. Um, throughout its lifetime, it has had a few different names. In 1919, it was renamed the Granada Theater after it was purchased by Frank Horgan, Um, and it is now known as the Phillipsburg Opera House. So it's had, like, four different names. Okay. So it's been the Opera House Theater, Phillipsburg Opera House, Granada Theater, and the McDonald's Opera House. Okay. Um. You can actually go and tour the theater today, as well as obviously see productions done in the theater. They're pretty much only done in the summer, um, but you can go check them out. And you can actually also rent out the Opera House loft on Airbnb. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. It's like a three bedroom. It's like two beds, or I want to say like queen, like two two rooms have like queen beds. And then one of them has like four single beds. Oh, wow. It's actually really pretty. I'm here. We're going to pause real quick and I'm going to pull it up so you can look at it. So it, like, sleeps seven people, but there's one bathroom, and it's only, like, $250 a night. Oh, wow. But it looks like it's very nicely redone. It is super nicely re- redone. Yeah, there's, like, two bedrooms that are just single bedrooms, and then there's, oh, there's only three single beds. Yeah, so it, and the bathroom's huge. I want to take a bath in that bathtub jesus i want to take a shower in that shower that looks
1: like (laughs) a fantastic
0: shower but yeah it's just like i think it's i want to say it's probably upstairs but yeah so you can actually go rent that out and stay there um unfortunately i couldn't find a shit ton of history on like the theater specifically it was just getting like buried in pages and pages of like the current happenings but without, like, going there and actually having a chat. Because I've been there, but it's been a really long time. The yeah. last time I was inside the theater, I was, like, 18.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if I've actually been inside the theater. So I wouldn't know much about it.
0: Yeah, so unfortunately, there's not a shit ton of history on, like, the backstory of the theater itself. But there have been a numerous, numerous ghost sightings.
1: I, that doesn't surprise me at all. It's it's an <laughs> opera house.
0: Yeah. So a lot of people have actually investigated the opera house um, and both people investigating it, patrons at the shows and performers in the shows have had experiences inside of the theater. Uh, yeah. I mean, that kind of all adds up. One paranormal investigating group, which is actually out of Bozeman, it's the Bozeman Paranormal Society Investigated. And they had, like, a camera set up on stage, and they caught, um, just in, like, one investigation, they caught a voice saying hi. They caught strange breathing, whispering, and something that also sounds like singing. So I'm going to pull it up and play it for you. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, they're completely oblivious to that
1: noise. Yeah, I and you can hear it on you know, the YouTube video that we just watched. Yeah.
0: If you guys want to check it out, um, go on YouTube, go to the Bozeman Paranormal. It's the Phillipsburg Theater, Phillipsburg, Montana um, video. It's the first one. They have a couple, and it's at, like, one hour, four minutes, and, like, 38 seconds. I don't want to play it on here because I don't have, like, their permission to use their audio. But it's definitely interesting. Um. So, on top of that, a lot of people have felt cold spots. They have had their hair pulled. They feel like there's something else with them whenever they're alone. Like, they feel like they're being watched and stuff. Um, They've heard footsteps. And um, they will even randomly, like, smell the scent of cigar smoke. Um, And then it will just, like, disappear again. There have also been reports from cast and crew... Um, Of shows Of seeing a face appear in the lighting booth When there's nobody up there And people have also seen Apparitions Just throughout the theater Like on the stage In the seats In backstage Like all that kind of stuff
1: Yeah I mean But in an opera house That's kind of the stuff that You hear most people are Are seeing on a regular Mm -hmm. basis
0: So it makes sense Yeah So I feel like it's definitely it's definitely haunted. Enough people have had experiences in there, that it's definitely there's definitely something going on. However, aside from the hair pulling, I honestly think it's just a residual haunting. Probably, especially with the music and
1: things, it's just stuff that would be going on. Like the singing
0: and the like. They did get a voice that said hi, so like maybe there's one intelligent spirit in there.
1: Or it's just saying hi to people, you know, because performers in the past would say hello to other performers or even, you know, people in the audience and things. So it, it's just something you yeah, do. Yeah, I guess it
0: could be, like, whoever
1: yeah, the announcers,
0: like, announcing the start of the show. Yeah. 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 Um, I know that that was super short, but that's why we're also going to talk about a different ghost town, too. Okay. <laughs> Hit you with it. Hit you with it. Okay. So the next ghost town is less than 50 miles north of Phillipsburg. And unlike Phillipsburg, this is actually a ghost town. So we're going to talk about Garnet ghost town. It is completely abandoned and it has been since like the 1940s. Okay. Long ass time. So like literally all Montana ghost towns, Garnet was a mining town. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Yeah, typical. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So originally they found, like, gold there, but they also did find Garnet. Hence hence the name. (laughs) I was going to say, that's the whole name of the town, so. Um, But interestingly enough, unlike Bannock, which was our first episode, if you haven't listened to that one, I would highly recommend um, going back and listening to that one, too. Garnet wasn't crime riddled. So where Bannock was, like, fucking lawless and chaotic, Garnet was not. It never really was. That's interesting because
1: most ghost towns and a lot of them that started as mining towns, that's what they ended up being
0: was just completely overrun with chaos. Um, But it was a lot more civilized. So it's located at the head of First Chance Gulch and First Chance Creek. And it is just surrounded by dense pine forest mountains. It is a beautiful area. But it is incredibly isolated, which is probably a big reason it was never built up like Phillipsburg was. Phillipsburg is really close to a bunch of other towns. It kind of makes sense that it didn't fully die. It's also just they managed to like swoop into the tourism train pretty easily. Um, But Garnet's so far away from everything. It's not. um, Never was. So Garnet was originally named Mitchell after Dr. Mitchell built a stamp, mu- uh, stamp mill in eight- 1895, sorry, um, but it was renamed Garnet in 1897. So the official boom of Garnet began just a few months after the Mitchell stamp mill was erected, which I think kind of ties into part of why it never got so out of hand um, because it wasn't. It didn't boom until after there was already an established right. economy and shit. Um, so a man named Sam Ritchie found a huge gold vein in his Nancy Hawks mine, and then the town kind of exploded. So by January of 1988, or 1998, sorry, around 1,000 people were living in Garnet, and the town was filled with four stores, four different hotels, three livery stables, two different barbershops, a school that had 41 students, um, a union hall, a doctor's office, 13 saloons, a butcher shop, and a candy store.
1: Can we just go back to the 13 saloons (laughs) and four stores? That proportion seems fantastic, honestly. I mean, come on. You got four places to
0: shop, but you got 13 places to
1: drink. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you get kicked out of one, you got 12 more to try and go, you know, drink somewhere else. And hopefully you don't get kicked out. Hopefully. Because if
0: you you get kicked out of all 13, you are fucked. Yeah. You're fucked. Um, So because it grew so rapidly, most of the buildings stood on mining claims. Um, and it was like really haphazardly thrown together. Most of the buildings didn't have any type of foundation. They just like built them on the dirt and like called it a day. That seems very unsafe. (laughs) Yeah. Like this is Montana. We get a lot of snow up here. Um, if you guys don't know, we are both from Montana and currently reside in Montana. You get a lot of snow, especially in the mountains. So foundationless homes is not a good idea. No, you're just asking for your home to fall (laughs) to the ground. (laughs) So by the 1900s, gold was becoming scarce and hard to mine. And by 1905, a lot of the mines were abandoned up there. And only about 150 people remained in town. So in 1912, however, there was a fire that destroyed a lot of the commercial buildings. And by 1930, it was once again essentially a ghost town. However, in 1934, President Roosevelt raised the price of gold from $16 to $32 an ounce, and Garnet immediately kind of like bulked up again. Okay, so... People people returned to mining, went back up there to get what was remaining. Um, The cabins that had been abandoned previously um, were abandoned with most, if not all, of the furnishings, so new miners just moved straight in and started working. Um, However... World War II hit, and they were unable to use dynamite for domestic pur- purposes, i.e. mining. So by 1940, it was once again a ghost town. Um, only a few residents remained. Um, one was a shop owner named F.A. Davy. Um, but by 1948, an auction filled with his, like, store items was held, and the town was fully abandoned. Unfortunately, a lot of his wares weren't purchased at auction, so once the town was abandoned, people came in and took almost every loose item out of it. They also took some woodwork, doors, wallpaper, and even one of the hotel's stairs.
1: Wait a minute. Time out. Pause. (laughs) Why? Why are we taking wallpapers and singular stairs? I I don't know. That doesn't
0: make any sense to me. They were essentially just like souvenir hunters that showed up and were like, ah, I'm just going to take this door. <laughs> I'm going to take this stair. That doesn't no, make not, any sense. No, not a stair. The entire staircase.
1: How do you move an entire staircase by yourself? I'm
0: assuming bit by bit. I'm pretty sure it was the entire staircase. I could be fucking lying to you all right now. Okay. But I mean, I'm that assuming makes- when it says... um. One of the hotels, like, one of the... Because there was four hotels. Right. And then it was stairs. So, like, I'm assuming it was probably the the staircase.
1: (laughs) Okay. That makes more sense than one singular stair. Does it? So... Does it? A little bit. One singular stair, I feel, is a little more awkward than, like, the whole staircase.
0: Well, things fucking awkward. Well, I mean, yeah, but... Look, I could understand, like, going and snatching up some you know, old canned goods you find inside of, like, the store. But why the fuck would you take somebody's doors? Yeah, or... <laughs> and, like, wallpaper. I'm like, I guess if you were like, oh, that's really nice wallpaper, and you, like, peeled it off to go put up in your house. But it doesn't seem like that's what they did.
1: <laughs> wallpaper just doesn't make sense at all. None of it really makes sense. I would take stairs before I'd take wallpaper.
0: I would take wallpaper before I would take stairs. Okay, now you're just showcasing another significant difference. <laughs> yeah yeah that's fair so like i mentioned earlier the general vibe of garnet was a lot different from bannock because bannock was essentially lawless garnet was like the family friendly version they had dances they had picnics like town picnics which i think is adorable um and they just in general had like a pretty solid social life there were 13 saloons these saloons were filled with gambling drinking and prostitution But it was super, super controlled. And the jail was built super early on. So it kind of like kept... They managed to keep the drunkenness to a minimum, I guess. I mean, if you're going to do it, that's the way to
1: do it. Be like, hey, our jail's already here. Mm -hmm. You can be a drunken idiot at (laughs) one of the 13 saloons if you want, but you're
0: going to spend a night in jail for being a drunken idiot. Well, and I feel like... Part of the difference is that, like, these mines were fairly well established and they seemed they were like actual mines. Whereas, like, Bannock was more like they were paying in for gold in the creek, right? It was everywhere there, whereas yeah. this really wasn't. So, yeah, I think that's just, true. there was way more people in Bannock, like 5,000 5, versus a thousand kind of situation, right? Um. So preservation efforts did start in 1970, and it is currently managed by the Bureau of Land Management and the Garnet Preservation Association. So from what I gathered, the BLM owns the land. However, they work in partnership with the Garnet Preservation Association, which is a nonprofit that is dedicated to preserving Garnet. (laughs) Okay. Um, There are 30 buildings that still stand. Um, F.A. Davies store still stands. Uh, Kelly's Bar, Doll's Saloon, and the J.K. Wells Hotel still stand. And the rest are pretty much like minor cabins. Um, And a lot of the artifacts that you see inside the town, because it is filled with artifacts, they were actually donated. The public donated about $90,000 worth of artifacts um, that were like appropriate for the time period since people had gone in and stolen everything out of it. I mean, that's nice, at least, that people donated stuff that would fit into this town. Not going to lie to you. When I had, like, an initial thought, when I was, like, initially doing this, my first thought was, like, what if one of those guys that stole a bunch of shit out of there felt real bad and was like, here's some time-realistic items that I didn't steal from here before. Here's your wallpaper back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have your staircase in the bed of my truck if you'd like it. (laughs) So you can visit Garnet now. However, in the winter, the road is closed. You can only get up there with snowmobiles, cross-country skis, or snowshoes. And a lot of people do go up. Um, You can also rent out one of two cabins that are managed by the BLM. You just have to call the BLM's Missoula field office and, like, schedule a time. Um, There's also a visitor center that is usually open starting in late May. It kind of just depends on, like snow, when they can get the road open, when they can get up there, um, until September. It's open from 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. If you ever want to go on a tour, get some details on, like, the history. It does cost $3 a person. Um, under 16 gets in for free, and that money is spent on the preservation of the buildings. So it's not like you're just spending $3 for no reason. It is going to preserving these buildings. So now for the ghosts. Your favorite part. My fa- It's your favorite part, too. Don't lie. That's true. You're not wrong. <laughs> so this town, like Bannock and unlike Phillipsburg, is pretty much haunted all over. Um, the J.K. Wells Hotel is a big hotspot. People will hear footsteps, doors shutting, even in areas where the doors have been removed, probably by those little souvenir hunters. Um, there's also cold spots and generally people feel like they're being watched both when they're inside and when they're outside of the hotel. Um, however, you will only hear these sounds if you are standing or sitting completely still have been for a while and you are silent. The moment you move or make a noise, they stop when you are outside You will also hear the noises, but if you approach the building or, like, reach out to attempt to enter it, it stops. That's weird. So one man who's a BLM historian, his name's Alan Matthews, um, he and a few other people have actually seen a woman um, in one of the upstairs rooms of the hotel looking out of the window. So there's a little apparition in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Kelly's bar is also said to be haunted. People will hear music inside, male voices, and what sounds kind of like dancing. However, again, if they touch, like, the doorknob to go into it, it goes silent. Um, A visitor in 2019 actually reported um, that in photos taken inside of the Kelly bar, there were strange mists, shadows, orbs, and colors where there shouldn't have been colors, And the same visitor also saw a face face in the upstairs window of the Wells Hotel. Wow. That just sounds like it's just kind of everywhere. It is everywhere. Um, So visitors who have come in the winter specifically have seen a lot of apparitions. They will be in the town. They're, like, the only people up there because nobody really goes up there in the winter. And they will see people walking around wearing old-fashioned clothing, just, like, milling about doing their business. They'll also see footprints in the snow that will lead into different buildings, but there's no footprint like footprints leading out. Um, they will also hear laughter that kind of like comes from nowhere and see people moving in the trees that aren't there. Oh, boy. So my theory on why it's so active in the winter is you don't have the energy of all of the visitors kind of like overtaking it. Well, yeah, but...
1: Also, if you think about like winter time in Montana, especially in the time period when it was, you know, being like a town, a lot of people aren't mining in the winter. You can't mine in the winter. No, Everything's the ground's frozen. frozen. So everybody's gonna be in town, everybody's gonna be going about their businesses in the cabins and the stores and everything else. Mm-hmm. So that's when there's gonna
0: be a bunch of activity
1: because that's when everybody was there.
0: Mm-hmm. So one cabin that still stands was rumored to be the home of a witch who was executed. And people who are inside of this cabin feel a presence and pretty much across the board, they all believe that it is like not a good presence. It doesn't feel like, oh, there's somebody else in here with me. It feels like a get the fuck out kind of energy. Um, so one man reported that he felt so uncomfortable that he actually began to say the Lord's Prayer And he then heard a growl or like a low groaning sound. And when he looked outside thinking like there's people walking up, there's an animal, something, there was nobody outside. He was the only person around. And when he turned back around, he briefly saw a young woman standing in the doorway, but he immediately got dizzy and actually fell to the ground. Wow. That's crazy.
1: You have the biggest smile on your face right now. <laughs> and it's a little it's
0: a little scary, I'm not going to lie. I mean me is like do I believe it? However, the other part of me is like yes, you believe it. It's a witch. Of course. It's an angry witch. In <laughs> an angry witch's house, of course she's going to make you feel dizzy and knock your ass to the ground. She's like get out. <laughs> get out of my house. Um so As far as I could find, Garnet has not been investigated professionally. Pretty much all the accounts are just from people who have visited the town, people who have volunteered in the town, like visitor center volunteers, things like that. Um, I do have a photo to show you that was taken inside of one of the buildings. Okay. And I would love to get your take. Oh, boy. All right. So look right there. Oh, no. I don't like that. There is, so in this photo, which I will absolutely post, essentially, I don't even know what it is. There's just this weird black... It almost looks like smoke when you photograph smoke, but it's not, it's too big to be smoke.
1: Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's black, but it's also like transparent and see-through, which is weird because it's not like a fully black, like mass or anything
0: like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that I've given you all this information, do you think it's haunted?
1: Which one? Philipsburg or, or Garnet? Garnet. Um... I mean, yeah, part of me definitely is, like, uh, there There has to be something there. I mean, it just, with all of other people's encounters, all of the apparitions that people have claimed to see, like, all of the things that are seen by visitors, and a lot of times, you know, like, sometimes there's visitors that go up there that aren't from Montana, so they're not going to know. And so just kind of all of that seems
0: like, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see something being there, for sure. Okay, so then my next question for you. Oh, boy. Do you think it's intelligent or residual?
1: Probably mostly residual, to be honest with you, just because, like I said, like everybody's going to be milling about in the wintertime because that's when they're all there. Mm -hmm. That's when the most activity happens. So I would most likely say probably residual.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I definitely think it sounds more residual, especially because it stops when people approach. That's kind of like... Typical, Yeah. For residual hauntings. Yeah. And just kind of like the...
1: It sounds like the same things are kind of being seen and experienced
0: over and over
1: again. And it's kind of like in very either similar places or the same places. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if things are... If that's just kind of what was happening in the daily life, like
0: why would it have stopped? Exactly.
1: Especially now that it's abandoned and nobody's there all
0: the time. Yeah. Like with the hotel... Obviously, in a hotel, in the hallways, you hear footsteps and you hear doors closing. Right. Also, wouldn't be surprising if there was a woman who resided in one of the rooms who looked out the window. Exactly. And then with, like, the bar, Kelly's Bar, that's haunted, it would have had music. You would have had men talking. You would have had dancing. Like, all of that stuff would have happened every fucking day up there. Every day, yeah. So it's not really surprising that it would still be happening.
1: Yeah, spe- like I said before, like especially with nobody being there all the time now, they still know the place. They still know the building. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it would make sense that those things are still happening because they still know their exact way around like they would have when they lived there. Exactly.
0: Exactly. I agree with you. We agree. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I know that this one and last week's episodes were really short. Unfortunately, I just picked two subjects back to back that um, it's hard to find information on. Um, kind of fucked that one up. Um, but you guys will have to let us know what you think. Um, you can message us on our Instagram, which is at Lady in Black Podcast. Send us an email to Lady in Black Pod, Lady at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, leadingblackpodcast.com and go to the contact page. You can send us a message. You can send us your ghost stories. I personally would love to read other people's ghost stories and do, like, a listener's episode where we share them. Um, you can also send in some suggestions if you have them. Um but yeah, again, I apologize. I know these two were very short. However, I don't think that the next few are going to be. No, I don't think so. <laughs> there is a strong possibility that the next two are going to be incredibly long. So you guys will have to tune in. We are going to be leaving Montana again. And this time we're heading to the East Coast. The East Coast. Let's do East it. East Coast for something that is... <sighs> I can't wait to get your takes on it. Okay. Because I have thoughts and feelings and I know that you're going to have thoughts and feelings. So it will probably be a very long one. (laughs) Okay. All right. So you guys will have to tune in for that. Um, And this has been Lady in Black.